I mean, like there were a lot of people that actually uh, wrote about the uh, the 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 Dalija and how uh, it should be preserved and how it should itself be a language because like a lot of people thought about this, and it's actually quite difficult to do so for the, for the simple and fact reason is that uh, all regions in Morocco has uh, have different uh, uh, pronunciation, different vocabulary, and uh, if we shall unify the, the language, uh, it has, I mean, like, we have to, to, to get along on, like, one simple vocabulary. Hello, listeners. I am Raja, and this is the Qafad podcast, Conversations Around Arts and Culture. On this adventure, I connect with talented artists, aspiring entrepreneurs, and cultural activists from around the world. In each episode, I invite a guest with whom I discuss a relevant subject of the cultural and artistic field, learn more about their journey, and bring them a little closer to you. All of this in a friendly, warm, chatty environment. My first guest for this podcast is Ashraf Ramouk, who is a novice, young Moroccan author concerned about the topic of psychology. He's an LGBTQ community and mental health activist. In December 2019, he signed his self-published book, His Letters, which is the first volume of the trilogy Memories of Letting Go. The second book, Erotic Souls, will be released soon in September of this year, and a third by 2021. So welcome to the show, Ashraf. Um, really happy to have you here today. Um, how have you been with this uh, lockdown, um, really long lockdown? Uh, hello, Raja. I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, thank you for, for inviting me. Uh, it's it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I mean, like, it's it's been difficult um, uh, regarding the fact that uh, we cannot go out and uh, life is uh, no longer as we used to know it. So um, it's been quite difficult, but at the same time, it's been like uh, a, a way of uh, rethinking yourself and everything so Absolutely. it's uh it's a bad thing for 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 a good thing yeah yeah how about you sense. well when i reflect on my life back before the pandemic it was perfect i had that job that i really like and it was the time that i met you right so yes. i think my life was really fun before all this started but after all like this is life but um i'm doing fine i guess yeah i'm doing good <laughs> i remember you you were going to italy <laughs> yeah right yeah but uh, things uh, just went south <laughs> okay so um i want to start with this question about your university studies um what was your major and how do you think this in a way or another shaped your thinking about your professional career? Um, so when it comes to uh, the university uh, studies and everything, uh, I, I normally was going to um, major in psychology way before thinking uh, of like going English and uh, doing all of that. So um, when it did not work for me, I, I actually took one year and a half just thinking about life, what's, uh, what really matters and everything. So, and then uh, I came to realize that uh, why not pursue um, 
this uh, career i mean like uh as not career but uh, the studies so uh mm-hmm. i went and like uh did my best and it turns out that it's a very good uh i mean like field of study and uh i mean it shaped my uh my thinking regardless of the fact that i was not very invested in everything that comes along at the university mm-hmm. but uh just the fact that i got to read a lot of uh literary work and um to get invested in like the critical analysis and everything it actually shaped my my like thinking and my way of perceiving things in life which was a good thing uh uh concerning the fact that I, i've always been passionate about like psychology and everything so mm-hmm. like the critical thinking actually helped a bit to understand and like to have a wild wild wilder view about like uh, Tim's perspective and reality itself. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Um I asked you this question because when I also like I had a confusing path <laughs> in my studies and I started with economics and accounting and I like at some point I realized that this is not what I want to to do and when I started studying communications which has a lot to do with cultural studies it did help me in a way or another uh think about what i want to do in the future as a job you see or like as a mission for for myself but um i think it's more about like um the real life experiences that helped me a lot with with like what i want to what this person that i want to be in the future but we can't deny the fact that university as well helps in shaping the thinking about um professional careers yeah Uh so you you just you, you describe yourself as a writer right so you wrote this book called his letters which is a part of a trilogy and it was signed in one of the most known libraries in um in Rabat in 2019 right so exactly yeah yeah so how did you did you always want it have you always wanted to be a writer or that just you started writing and then you realized that's <laughs> what I want to do Well, here's the thing. Um it's 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 quite complicated but this, at the same time it's like uh, not rock science. Mm-hmm. Um so I've always loved writing. Not that I've ever thought of becoming a writer myself. But um that feeling of like noting something down always led to like an unspokable and speakable like joy. Mm-hmm. And like um so I started writing when I was like about 14 years old. and i wasn't doing great at school okay. i mean like back in uh, middle school <laughs> uh-huh. i was like <clears throat> i mean like it's that period of time where you question yourself uh, gonna like happen in the future and a lot of things puberty hits and everything so mm-hmm. like you start having this like <laughs> existential questions yeah and so that was me i mean like amongst all all the, it all came like like at a very difficult time of my life where i was diagnosed with depression because uh it came like really early when i was young and i mean like at the stage of my life i did not have any sort of vocabulary when it concerned in the psychological field um depression was a new word to me um going to see um, i mean like going to see and like have therapy was like as well something that that is very odd so um Th- that's where it came from mm-hmm. i mean uh 
that's where I started writing stuff down and um like do not doing good at school but like doing good like in the French uh French like uh yeah. French class mm-hmm. and English class so I all I mean like one thing that I've that I've been like doing is that I never had like a good uh spelling mm-hmm so I was like constantly making mistakes when it comes to my spelling and my teachers used to always like yell at me they were like you have such a good content but like your spelling is bad mm-hmm. so I was like okay this is uh this is not a big deal so I'm just gonna like go home take the dictionary and like actually uh recite all words by heart mm-hmm. so I used to do this all night I mean like pretty much every night before going to sleep like instead of like reading a novel I used to read the dictionary and the day after I used to like go to school and like write down those words that I've like learned uh the the night before Mm -hmm. but I mean like I used to always make mistakes and I'm like oh my god what what's wrong with me yeah see what I mean but like I mean like I had the vocabulary but the spelling was like actually bad yeah and so this actually like helps me a lot when it comes to writing, when it comes to like gaining a good vocabulary by by like uh, the years to fall. And I mean, like I don't know about the spelling uh, problem, but it probably is dyslexia. Because mm-hmm. like I had it since I was a kid, but I've never been like to a doctor and like talked about all of this. So um, this is it. But like. It somehow, um, that period of my life, it somehow, like, shaped the way I perceive things right now and the mm-hmm. way, like, I, uh, I mean, like, the, the, the focus that I give to writing. Because, like, it was a, um, a sort of, like, uh, runaway from reality, from, like, mm-hmm. depression, from, like, the, uh, the uh, mental issues and everything that comes along. So yeah. writing was, like, the, 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 the major escape from reality to, like, a new reality for me if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But I've never, but, but I've never actually, like, thought of becoming a writer myself or, like, even an author. So it, it was, like, accidental. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's great. I think we, yeah, sometimes we, like, discover some passions in ourselves in a moments of pain or, like, more of, of like, in moments of pleasure. You see what I mean? Um, so that, that's, like, that's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. And, so now it makes sense to me how your book actually deals with depression and mental illness, like depression is a mental illness. And also uh, you talked about the LGBTQ community in your book. So do you want to tell us more about this? I actually never felt alive mm-hmm. as much as I do when I write. If you see what I mean. Yeah. So, um, Whenever like I write something down, I feel alive. Whenever I I tell stories, I'm alive. Whenever like I tell anything that it's that's that's haunting me inside, I'm alive. And you yeah. see what I mean? I mean like uh the way like I I I talk about like the uh the mental health issues, the LGBT community issues and everything that, that comes along was actually like a, a a certain of like a uh, natural reaction that came from within. Mm-hmm. So um, 
I mean, like I've had severe episodes of like questioning myself and severe episodes of like depression. I mean, like the questioning about like uh, my identity, my like purpose in life came along those, dep- I mean, like those moments of depression. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I even, um, I mean, like about like three years ago, uh, or four years ago, yeah, four years ago, like I, I experienced a burnout. I don't know uh, if like, uh, I mean, like just to explain more, mm-hmm. the burnout is actually like uh, a moment in life where you can no longer think correctly. No longer, I mean, like everything that, uh, I mean, like you become an object, like basically an object. Mm-hmm. Uh, breathing is hard. I mean, like uh, doing like um, basic errands is hard. Everything that like uh, has to do with your daily life was like actually like a, a real pain. Mm-hmm. and along that time I mean like I just traveled and like uh, not even uh, talk to uh, people that I meet so I was like constantly on the road uh, having hard time breathing having hard time talking to people having hard time like uh, I mean like I was scared, scared all the time but I was like moving which was something good for me mm-hmm. if you see what I mean yeah. and like one day one day I just woke up and I had all these images inside of my head, all these words, all these thoughts that I, that I was like, um, these needs to be wrote, written down. And so it came the idea of like, I mean, like the first idea of writing a book mm-hmm. and writing that book about like, I mean, like not creating stories, but like transcripting stories that I've been, I mean, I've been in, lived, and stories about like other people that were, exist uh and gravitate around me so my purpose was not to create something out of my mind because like i at the same time my mind was still Mm -hmm. not able to think clearly but to get inspired from people that i've met that i've met along my life and uh to recite their stories to uh to transcript uh to 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 make their life immortal in in a way or another so uh yeah that's 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 how it call, it all came about mm-hmm. to to write about the LGBT community because like I've known a lot of people that were dis- desperately uh, in need for 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 a voice yeah. and I was like why not write write I mean like uh, enable them to 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 have that uh, visibility amongst the uh, the, uh, the the cultural uh, uh, the cultural field the cultural sphere and everything so. Yeah, it makes it sense. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is. Uh, so if if I just got it right, do you, like do you think that your book was more of a way to connect, for example, the LGBTQ community and like mental health uh, uh, people with each other more than to be like a thought-provoking writing for the society? I mean, if we if. I mean, like, if we are talking about uh, the book, his letters, uh, mm-hmm. it was actually a tool to uh, normalize the uh, the um, I mean, like, the homosexual mm-hmm. relationships. And uh, I mean, like, if people uh, if people get to read that book, it's uh, it's not one hundred percent. I mean, like, I, I do not put in, uh, in up front the, uh, the, the, the sexuality and the uh, sexual orientation whatsoever. 
it's uh it's hidden i mean like it's not hidden in the back but it's uh i mean like i'm gonna talk about this 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 point late, later on but mm-hmm. at the same time i i want to normalize the fact that uh two guys with different oriental sexualities can actually come along and have platonic love a love that is non-sexual a love that is uh that is somehow spiritually erotic with yeah. no intercourse sexual intercourse involved mm-hmm. so this is the, i mean like this is what I, w- I was trying to i mean like to 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 to, to uh to put up front the love that is way more uh, i mean like way more uh important than the, the sexual act itself so what people do not understand is like lgbt community uh, love same as all all people do if you see what i mean so um so what i was trying to actually uh perse- per- persevere uh throughout the book is that uh we see that a lot of people uh who are dealing with uh mental health are not well be listened to mm-hmm. so what i was trying to say is that okay listen th- these two characters the main characters one is is lost and do not know i mean like does not know what his real and true authentic self is and the other has all the the, uh the uh his identities uh uh essence and everything that 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 has to do with it set and normalized so uh he's suicidal and the other one is actually lost so the suicidal guy is uh is the more stable in book and he needs an escape so they love each other but like one needs an escape from the other mm-hmm. and uh it's 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 a memories of a let go as like I, I wrote about it so one is gonna suicide and the other is gonna realize later on that all the love they used to share was actually normal he, I mean, ecology represents a whole normative society that pushes the individual into thinking that each and everything that is absurd or i mean like absurd or abnormal is seen as taboo if you see what i mean yeah absolutely yes that's a great point um all right so let's dive a little bit deeper into the writing practices and i know in the last couple of years now at least i remember we have witnessed a movement which aims to democratize the use of moroccan uh, arabic dialect darija in our country uh speaking about the administration communication means yes. and education materials and i'm sure like everyone now can notice that we um, that now we use more of it than ever before social media marketing i think is a great example so do you think we can like we'll see more of more like books in Darija in the future and is it a question about um is it like this is a bigger debate about whether Darija itself is a is a literature language or not or is it just the author's choice not to to opt for this language Darija as a dialect because it's not it's 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 not a language it's it's a dialect and it was built upon many uh, many languages that I mean like that lived in Morocco and later on disappeared for example uh I mean like I'm not saying that Arabic disappeared from the, from Morocco but it was brought from the Middle East to to the Maghrebian uh, lands and mm-hmm. Morocco itself so um and it has held 
for itself a form of oral oral literature and uh here we are talking about the folkloric tales and it was majorly used to communicate uh and had survived actually for many centuries all over the revolution and uh the uh the uh, french protectora and uh, everything so it actually survived the i mean like the folkloric tales survived as a way of uh, literature and oral literature that was not actually written down um, so uh we lost touch with it i mean like our generation has lost uh major touch with the uh the oral uh, li literature and uh, I mean, like it being uh, being Delija. If we see, like in Marrakesh, the uh, Jamal Fna Square, mm -hmm. uh, we used to have a lot of people. I mean, like just if we if we go back uh, twenty years ago or like thirty years ago, we would see that there there are a lot of a uh, lot of uh, I mean, like uh, the the halqa that used to happen, like people gathering around the guy that used to tell the story that the, the storyteller and he used to uh they used to sit there for like over uh three hours i mean like starting from uh, starting from seven o'clock to midnight or even one o'clock in uh uh at night so um but these practices slowly see them disappear as those generations that used to actually do them are no longer alive and our generation uh did not uh took the i mean like did not take the uh the, the uh this practice at hand and we did not develop it whatsoever and here we see that uh i mean uh muhammad marabit because like uh, I, I don't know if you uh if you ever heard about muhammad marabit because uh history did not write about him a lot so uh he he lived in tangier mm -hmm. and uh he actually was friends with uh paul Boyles and so uh here we see that uh, uh paul Boyles was very to english and muhammad marabat used to tell him all the i mean like all the tales in a medium language so a common language between the two because muhammad marabat did, did not uh talk in english and paul Boyles, neither paul Boyles talked in arabic so they had a a common language which, which was Spanish, but none of them used to speak it properly. Mm -hmm. So what happened is that along the translation of those tales from, from Darija to, to Spanish and from Spanish to, to English, they've lost all their identity. Mm -hmm. So here we have the cultural appropriation of the, of the tales and who is the author amongst uh, all of that translation and people at, at that time they were actually influenced a lot by uh, by the, the uh, french protectora the spanish protectora and everything and for them darija had no actual value whatsoever so mm -hmm. uh it is a or at least i mean like the least is say literature they did not consider it as being literature arabic was literature but delija has no actual uh place in the in the uh, cultural field yeah
and uh, I mean, like the I mean, even the Moroccan the the, the Moroccan government did not preserve uh, those tales and did not uh, give them a a much uh, a much value. Because like if we see after after the uh, the I mean like the post-colonial period, a uh, lot of writers uh, I mean like Moroccans were educated in French. They uh, they were uh, they were uh, given that like French French culture, mm-hmm. and so so all the the, the major uh, literary work. Came in came in whether French, Spanish. So the newborn, the new generation authors, writers, were writing in in whether Spanish or French, and actually, they were published by French and Spanish uh, publishing houses, because mm-hmm. like Morocco was actually new in all of that stuff. I mean, like regarding. I mean, like, not, not talking about its, its history, but, like, talking about how uh, Morocco was, uh, was uh, coming to life, coming to... Uh, I mean, like, it's, 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 it's an old, but at the same time, new country. Mm-hmm. New country in terms of, like, uh, it got detached from its real identity, and it only kept stuff that uh, Orientalists... Uh, appreciated the most about it mm-hmm. for example they did not appreciate I mean like because they did not know anything about the tales and they did not understand them so it was not something that they you, they were interested in I mean like some of them not all of them mm-hmm. but they however were, were interested in their in the music so Morocco was like saying, okay, Orientalists like the music, so we're going to preserve this. They like the gastronomy. We're going to preserve this as well. Mm-hmm. They like the architecture, so we're going to preserve this. And they totally forgot about the details, the, 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 the major thing. I mean, like the tales that represent and actually narrates and recites everything that the, the, the history of, Mar- of Moroccans and from all different levels of society mm-hmm. used to tell. So it's not just tales, but it's actually a whole history behind it. Because if we, if we explain them, we would know that, okay, this character is a representation of this and that. So a lot, a lot of things were lost uh, when writing history and the Moroccan history itself. Um, but just to just to clarify more, I mean, like there were a lot of people that actually uh, wrote about the uh, the the the, the Delija and how uh, mm-hmm. it should be preserved and how it should itself be a language because like a lot of people thought about this, and it's actually quite difficult to do so for the, for the simple and fact reason is that uh, all regions in Morocco has uh, have different uh, uh, pronunciation, different vocabulary. And uh, if we shall unify the, the language, uh, it has, I mean, like we have to, to, to get along on like one simple vocabulary or so the vocabulary, we, I mean, like it's a whole process and it's going to take a lot of years to 
in order to uh, to gather all of that i mean like because like same as in french and english we have synonyms mm-hmm. and i mean like we we get to to understand and learn the stylistics everything that comes along the uh the syllabus and everything so we can do 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 so in morocco and like um help into creating a new language with its synonyms with its uh, syllabus which it's which mm-hmm. i mean like with everything that that like a proper language should look like and this has to has to i mean not that it has to happen but someone has to like to talk about it and and make it happen i mean i mean like someday because like at the same time Derija is not the the official language of Moroccans. I mean, like the true Moroccans, the, the, the Berber people, the the Amazigh people. I mean, like they they have Amazigh, and it's a very very um, rich language itself. And they also have their own form of literature. And uh, I mean, like even some of the tales were. I mean, like most of the tales were originating from uh from amazon from the language itself mm-hmm. yeah that's great asraf yeah that's really great um yeah when you were talking about darija and like the old tales you reminded me of zajal which is something that i really love and sometimes i came across some words that i don't really understand and it's uh and it and, it, and it's just like weird but when you think about it it's actually like a whole um intangible heritage if we would call it so that actually as you said people need to pay attention to it need to uh preserve it but i think the question today is today more about the use of darija like the today's vocabulary in writing books just just to say something um i don't know if i i because like uh, i um... Or I mean, like we can leave it till till later on, because uh, I, I was uh, I was gonna say uh, we I'm I'm working with uh, a French uh, publishing house. Yeah, that would be great uh, too. To yes. Know. Yeah. Okay. Shall we talk about it now? Yeah. Yeah. Talk? Sure. Of course. Yeah. We can talk about it now. So, because it it fits the category of the Lijan, how we we want to mm-hmm. normalize exactly. it as a language. Um. So. Um, this pub this publishing house um i mean like and it taught i mean like the, the book that we are gonna like uh talk about uh, i mean like write and talk about right now is um is dealing with the lgbt community uh, uh problem and everything that uh, has to do with this and actually the uh the dalija as a language itself mm-hmm. so this book gathers a lot of information a lot of like uh, concepts and uh here here is it um so this book, um, like it's a collective uh, book with a lot of writers, uh, which is like the collective writing, and from like uh, different, I mean, like very big writers, like let's such as Abdullah is with us, Hisham uh, Tahir, Zin Fasiqi is with us, and a lot of other like writers, and so the concept was to uh, to actually uh, write a book and talk about the 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 issue. And I mean, like the LGBT community issue, and uh, give some people uh, the voice and uh, try and and talk to the 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 major. Uh, I mean, like uh, 
lot of uh, the, 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 the major uh, categories of uh, society in mm -hmm. order to tell them, like, here is the problem facing the Moroccan uh, community, this, like, uh, this minority. So our, our, I mean, like, our main focus was to uh, reach as many people as we can. So we came, we came to understand that uh, a lot of people speak Derija as well. And uh, seeing that people started their writing in uh, the Derija in, the, uh, in Facebook and Instagram, we were like, why not uh, translate all the, uh, the text in, 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 De in Derija as well? So we did that. And uh, it's, it's a great work of literature. I mean, like a great work of literature itself because like we have the translation from French to Derija or from Derija to French that like, uh, uh, I mean, like uh, summarize a whole uh, issue that is uh, happening in Morocco, which is uh, people do not know what language to read or how to express themselves and how to get the information because like this is the most important part is like to receive the information regardless of the regardless of the language mm -hmm. you see like to 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 get the main point and to uh, to to understand uh what 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 does the writer want to convey with uh with what he wrote what words she wrote and like to to really know the deep and main essence of that text so this is this is like what we want to do we want to like we are not the first the first people to uh, i mean like the first publishing house to do so cuz um just a a couple of months ago i mean i, I guess in march or uh, i mean like uh, 4 months ago it, mm -hmm. it's been a while <laughs> yeah um, I've went to an, an exhibition of uh, the uh, Muhammad Murabit that, that I've uh, talked about. Mm -hmm. And uh, the exhibition was the, I mean, they, they did a film and everything. And uh, they talked about the cultural appropriation and who's the author in the, uh, in the translations and everything and everything. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so what we, what we want to like convey throughout this, uh, this work, and uh, and and uh, that that exhibition are publishing a, a publishing a book which I'm going to be part of, uh, and uh, that book has interviews that are translated in in French, English, and Derija, so that we can give like a wild platform for the the the, the reader to actually choose what language. And I'm talking about the Moroccan reader because, like, the book uh, can be read by the the three, uh, the Moroccan reader to uh, to to read Delija and say, okay, this might be interesting. Like to to read in Delija to 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 feel what I mean, like to 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 have that close relationship with mm -hmm. the language, because we actually lo lose that that relationship when us Moroccans we've always talked in Derija to if we want to read something or write something we automatically go to another language yeah for example French or or or, or English or even Spanish mm -hmm. so we do we do not have that intimate intimacy mm -hmm. with the, the language as much as French people do because French people speak French in their daily basis daily life 
and when they want to express themselves they actually write in french as well mm-hmm. they do not go to 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 write in english or or even arabic they write in french so this is how they are wildly and i mean like they they are they are well spoken and wildly uh rich when it comes to their literature because they express their true self their authentic yeah. self with the language they speak with so if we can, i mean like moroccans can, can can i mean like and this is the interesting part actually because mm-hmm. uh in the book when we started receiving uh the texts just the text we uh we received a lot of uh, texts in arabic in mm-hmm. darija and most of those in darija have a lot of emotion going on yeah they are very rich and uh they uh they 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 tell a lot, i mean like a, a a good story about uh <clears throat> about the culture about their history about everything i, I mean that the person the moroccan person tells yes um i think if i want to add more to this i think we're recently now that we're getting to connect more with darija than ever before i think we grew up learning fusha in french in primary school so we just had in mind that darija is only for like street or with family oh, yes. that's it you see so we, i think we grew up with this confusion of and when you and when you talk about intimacy i think we can have intimacy with like three languages today like for moroccans you can feel close to english to french and as well as to and maybe not on the same level as to darija but i would say that things changed lately and darija has doesn't have the same possession as it did before um Yeah, but but it's really nice to see that uh, people are now expressing their feelings and expressing their desires like in 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 Darija because I know a lot of people perceive it as a kind of vulgar um uh, yes. language right and it's nice to see that you are um decriminalizing right if if the right word decriminalizing the 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 use of language and and expressing oneself because yes that that's a correct word to use because uh and also it's it's widely stigmatized mhm the darija is widely stigmatized by 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 many people yeah by many people and uh if not, if not to say many writers as well okay yeah um okay stuff so i want to go back to uh publishing your book and i oh. i i know that <laughs> Yeah, we're jumping from uh, one idea to another. <laughs> and I want to talk about uh so I know your your book is self-published, right? And exactly. I know that uh, for novice writers, sometimes it's really hard to get the attention of publishers and maybe have this amazing deal. So, tell me about your experience. Like, did you ever consider traditional publishing before or um, if it if yes, was it a tough path or or did you just did you just not want anyone to have hands on your book publishing process i mean of course i uh, i went to uh traditional publishers mm-hmm. uh but it was it was actually back in the day i mean like uh about 3 years ago 
when uh, I first uh, finished writing my book. That took me a lot of time. And um, so that book is called uh, The Abnormal Normality, where I develop a uh, theory uh, about the, uh, the normalization of the society. And uh, it's a general study uh, about like three char four, uh, five characters. Mm -hmm. But the problem here is that um, when I finished writing that book, I used to um, send a lot of emails to a lot of people. And uh, I mean, deep inside of me, I need, I mean, like, it's not even me. Because like, when I speak about my books, I mean, like, I do not, I, I don't have total control over them. Because mm -hmm. uh, I mean, like, uh, once you give, a birth, you give birth, you help your child grow and everything. And then uh, it comes to 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 to, to becoming like a, a an individual itself. I mean, themselves and everything. So same thing for my books. So when I was um, trying to uh, search for a publisher, is what I mean, like same as I was trying to search for a clinic where I would give birth. <laughs> so the book was already written. Um, but it was actually still inside of me and it needed to go out. So I was like, I should look for the best clinic to give birth <laughs> and to give him life and like the best schools and the best everything and everything. And um, I never received any email back. Wow. So uh, it went out, I mean like it went on for um, one year. Mm -hmm. And I was like constantly trying to get a publisher. But at the same time, I was like losing any time because I was writing as well. Um, and three years after, I find myself with uh, five, uh, six finished books mm -hmm. and uh, short stories, articles. And I mean, like the last book uh, spoke to me and it needed to go out and i was like uh yeah i know that you want to get that appearance and to get that visibility but i don't know how to do it and uh i mean like regarding the fact that uh suicide comes along because uh, i mean like it never leaves your back it's still here mm -hmm. i was like if i shall die i i at least shall die as a as an author i mean i don't know how to, i mean i don't know how to 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 to, to portray everything but mm -hmm. i was like if i would die i would like die as someone that is wildly respected mm -hmm. that i did it myself and even if i sell three copies of the book i would still be happy and very proud of myself because i did it and I was like, if the end shall come, I just shall go with, with me being um, this young mm -hmm. author that uh, did it itself, himself and uh, went away. So, but, uh, so yes, uh, I was like going back to uh, how I <laughs> self-published. <laughs> Going sure. back to how I, I self-published. So uh, I was sitting and I was like, uh, okay, I'm not going to contact anyone else. Mm 
his letters is go. Mm -hmm. It's now or it's now or never. His <laughs> letters is gonna publish himself, and I mean like itself uh, or himself. Yeah, because <laughs> it's your baby, yes. right? Because <laughs> it's my baby. Yeah, um, he's gonna publish himself, and it happened. Mm -hmm. uh, I went and got my uh, ISBN. I deposited. I legally deposited at the uh, National Library of Morocco. Mm -hmm. And um, I went, and this is the, the, the this is the greater pleasure. Pleasure is that I went and deposit my book at like small libraries, and I was uh -huh. like, I'm the author, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I would like to sell my book, even though like it's it's. I mean, like my purpose was never to gain money out of it. Yeah, it was that pleasure actually mm -hmm. to bringing it to life bringing it to life yeah. yeah and i mean like i wasn't even sure that i was gonna like uh, sell coffee mm -hmm. and i mean like i'm almost sold out and i was like that's 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 pretty amazing yeah and so later on came the uh, the conferences uh which uh which were like great because uh I got to speak about like sexuality. I got to speak about uh, the uh, my real identity, the real book. Um, I got to explain it, to talk about like mental health issues, to talk about suicide, which I never altered to talk about before. Mm -hmm. I kept it for myself. I kept it in books. I never like release it to the world to actually fi finally read it. I talked about all the major issues that are actually criminalized by the Moroccan government mm -hmm. and the Moroccan law. So, I mean, like, I finally found visibility when it comes to um, talking about stuff and having a conference, like, not being in charge, but being listened to. Yeah. If you see what I mean. I mean, Absolutely. I've never been listened to. I mean, like, my books, those books, like, listen to me and write down what I what I tell them and like they develop it because like it's it's a cooperative work mm -hmm. I mean like there's there's the book writing I mean like there there I there I am writing the book and the book writing itself back but mm -hmm. it's it's a two two end and there isn't much to offer I mean like if it's I've always think thought thought about this is that uh if if we shall write a book without being read, mm -hmm. it has no meaning. Yeah. I mean, like, it, ha it holds a lot of meanings. But it's not alive. Ideas are meant to be shared. Ideas are meant to be shared, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, so... So when, when, like, I got the visibility that I've always not always wanted but somehow needed to be alive and mm -hmm. to keep going on i finally realized that uh, this is this is my true self this is my authentic self this is what i want to do this is what i want to become in the future to to give voice to the voiceless and lift the powerless yeah if you see what i mean because of course absolutely 
Well, Ashraf, that has been very inspiring and really oh. beautiful to hear your story. Uh, I think we've got to, we've come to the end of our episode. Oh. Um, yes, it's been an hour now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't thought that it would be that long, but... I've talked a lot. <laughs> no, it was, it was really interesting to hear you, absolutely. And with this, we've come to the end of our conversation. Thank you for listening. If you liked today's episode, I would appreciate your support. Subscribe and share with anyone who would enjoy listening to our conversation and derive something out of it. If you have any other thoughts, ideas, opinions, please feel free to send me a message on the podcast page or the social media platform. This year, we have been through some difficult times. The culture creative field has been badly impacted. And as a part of this vibrant community, I would like to use my voice to encourage you to support your local artists, small creative business owners, and anyone else who needs a hand. A little help can go a long way. See you in the next episode.